Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, updates to focus on energy and Energy Star home programs. All right, guys, if you're not familiar with this, there are some programs and some incentives out there for building energy-efficient homes. Now, the one good thing is that homes these days are way more efficient than they've ever been, and they continue to make really, really good improvements. As the products get better, as the technology and the information gets out there and there's more training, these homes get more and more airtight and more energy efficient. Now, there are some programs that are out there that have some financial incentives to them, and every year those programs... Um, get reviewed and looked at it. In some years, there's changes. Sometimes there's small changes. Sometimes there's significant ones. And since it's been a while since I've really dove into this, I thought this would be a really good topic of conversation because the programs have been altered a little bit more dramatically uh, for the 2023 year. And the reason that is is because partly of the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which was back in August. Uh, as as you know, that was a, a big piece of the Biden administration to pass that bill. And one of the first things that happens with it is that um, the focus on energy rebates and things were set to expire at the end of this year. But once that bill was passed, that got extended. And I think it's to 2032 now, so that it'll be out there for a while. Um, even if that bill wasn't passed, they were going to extend those credits um, in some shape or form. Um, so not really a big deal, but it is. it was part of that bill, so that's why I mention it. Now, the two programs are different. The Focus on Energy program is, is basically a certification program and really is used a lot of times for, for homes, but also for uh, residential and businesses alike um, that offer some, some credits and incentives for putting in more energy-efficient products, which... The idea behind it is then you lose, use less energy, save some money somewhere along the way. The Energy Star program is a certification program, and it's really commonly used in things like windows. Uh, so windows have to hit a certain U-value and certain factors to be uh, Energy Star rated. Same with appliances. They have to hit a certain level to get that Energy Star rating. And then the Energy Star ratings, if you have those, then helps benefit and, and allow you to get the focus on energy savings. So that's kind of how that works in a nutshell. And I'm trying to explain this without going into massive amount of detail, but trying to also get it where you guys understand. And there's a lot of stuff going on here. So I, this, was, this was a challenging one from a research standpoint and how do I lay this out and make it hopefully as understandable as possible for you guys. So again, we talk about the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed in August. It's designed to reduce emissions and lower kind of your carbon footprint um, with your homes and, and buildings and things like that. Um, so one of the first things that happened with it is that they extended the expiring credits. And one of the big ones for single family homes is there's an energy efficient home credit that you can get. And uh, up until the end of this year, up until the end of 2022, the credit is $2,000 for a home. 
but you don't just automatically get that. You have to do certain things to get that credit. You have to have um, the plan sent to an energy consultant. They have to look at it, review it. They also have to go to the job site during a rough-in period and view anything that would be covered up. And then they have to go back out at the end of construction and um, do it a few tests and put together a final report. And then all the paperwork gets put together and then sent in uh, for that credit. So you just because you buy a new house doesn't mean you can get that credit. So good news, bad news. Um, the good news is they are increasing the credit amount for 2023 if you do use that program and the certification. And that credit amount will now be $2,500. So it'll be a $500 increase. But in order to get the credit, there are new standards that have to be followed. And these new standards have a double-edged sword to them because obviously anytime you change and um, up the standards, you now uh, have two things happen. You may have additional costs to, to qualify for that program. And secondly, there's also higher cost from the verifiers and the the people that help put the program together. And I recently um, talked to um, a few people and integrators of these programs, and they said their cost of certification. Now, when we first started, we did this program for a while, and we stopped doing it because really, quite frankly, consumers weren't really willing to pay for the certification. So we did all the items, but we didn't do the verification and the certification because it was just a slip of paper, and people didn't find a lot of value in that at the time. So we kind of got away from it. Um, but at the time, a verification was like six, $700. Well, now a verification to meet all these standards is twenty-four dollars to $2,600, depending on the size of the home and the things you're doing. It could go up from there. So the cost of the, the verification is more <laughs> than the, the credit. Um, so uh, just putting it out there and being very upfront about it, um, that is going to be a challenge that is a problem for this program. And as it gets more and more complicated, as it has over the years, it's getting harder and harder to sustain that. So just putting that out there so you guys know it. Um, and uh, again, there are ancillary benefits. I'm not saying that that's the end all and the, the zero sum game there is there's no net benefit because you might get a little bit more energy efficient house and you will save some money uh, on those heating and cooling bills. And that's, you know, the silver lining in all of this. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that are required in, in, in part of the program in a minute. But I also want to dive into another aspect of the inflation reduction bill and some of these programs that are out there. So if you have a commercial property, your office building, things like that, they've included now higher deductions um, uh, for and credits uh, for some commercial buildings. But I did this before and I'm doing it again. There's another caveat. This one's pretty interesting. You can get a $2.50 per square foot credit back on commercial buildings over the previous credit of 50 cents a square foot. Now that's a, a pretty big jump, right? Probably all excited. Wow, $2 a square foot, that's a lot of money. But there's a huge caveat to it. <laughs> Are you ready for this? The caveat is if you have a commercial building, in order to get this credit and be eligible for it, you have to use prevailing wage in your building and use all trades with prevailing wage. 
Now, if you don't know what prevailing wage is, it's basically a union program. And prevailing wage is a much higher wage payout for all the work done on a project. And it's basically what this is, is a giant bone to the unions and um, a, a giant thank you, a incentive package to the union. So now you've got to pay higher than market rate, hire and use union work for these buildings just to get this credit. Now, I haven't done the plus minus on it, but knowing how much I've seen prevailing wage in my area compared to market rate wages, I don't know that you're going to save any money with that. Um, certainly, if someone has more practical um, information and wants to share it with me, I would love to share that on a future podcast. Please send that to me, info at homebuildinghero. I'm sorry. I apologize. Wrong, wrong email address. Homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. Again, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. Send it to me if you have that information. I'd love to, to review that. But this is this is just a total um, uh, you know, thank you incentive to to the union friends uh, on this one is really what it is. And well, it's unfortunate. But there is still a credit, even if you don't use the prevailing wage. Might be better off taking the smaller credit. Guess you'll have to do the math and figure that one out for sure on your project. Okay, so one of the other caveats of the Focus on Energy and Energy Star programs is that they have now a 3.1 guideline. It was 3.0, now it's 3.1. And there's a lot of stuff in there. I'm not going to go through the minutia of every single thing because there's a lot. But um, here's a couple of the key points that you need to know. So you only have to follow the 3.1 guidelines if your state has adopt, adopted the ICC, that's the International Construction Code, International Construction Code. Sorry, all these these uh, uh, word soupy things here, but so the International Construction Codes from 2012. If you adopt those standards, then you have to follow the 3.1 guidelines. If your state hasn't adopted the ICC 2012. Um, as soon as they do, then you have one year from that date of adoption to then switch over to the 3.1. Now, Wisconsin's a little interesting because we don't follow the ICC at all. We have our own code, the UDC. So uh, Wisconsin has its own unique focus on energy program just as a result of that. So we are a little different because of that. Now, there's two ways to uh, figure out if your home qualifies. There's two paths. They call one the prescriptive path. And then the other is the performance path. Most people that hire out the verifiers do the performance path, which is basically you, you create this thing. It's called the HERS rating, H-E-R-S. Uh, not, not your wife or your girlfriend's rating, but uh, a HERS rating. And you need to get it at at least 50, or 65 to 50 uh, to, you know, mainly to qualify for this program, the lower the HERS score, the more energy efficient your home is. Most new homes do come in that, you know, 50 to 65 range, but some do need some modifications in order to do that. Now, the difference between the two programs is fairly simple. The, the performance one, again, it works off that HERS rating. The prescriptive program um, factors in other things. So you can start to bring in things like LED lighting and things like that to get there. The, the performance one, basically, you run it through some software. The software is either called ResNet or ANSI, and it kind of takes into account all the windows and certain square footage, um, uh, type of home, 
and then you look at you know all the insulation and so um you can get to it the an acceptable rating it's sort of like a choose your own path so you can look at it and say oh you're missing by two percent well if you change the the attic insulation from an r you know 40 to an r50 you might qualify or if you put r10 insulation in your basement versus r5 you qualify or um you take out a couple windows you could qualify or you increase you know uh the wall insulation you know there's all sorts of things that you can do to 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 get it there and then the prescriptive path that obviously is more costly from a certification standpoint because you have to kind of go through all these different parts and pieces um and 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 make it work that's kind of the the general overview on that so some of the other changes that are part of the 3.1 program are um, with how they figure things with regards to like ducts. So your heating and cooling ducts and whether they are in conditioned spaces, so completely finished spaces with insulation or unconditioned spaces where they might run through a, you know, a part that is not insulated. And there's a lot of changes with, with the calculations with regards to that. Um, they have also upped the minimum insulation levels uh, required for the program. You have to have a 95% plus efficient furnace, 90% efficient plus boiler. And uh, basically, you've got to exceed the ICC 2012 code by about 15% uh, for all this uh, to work out and get the discount. So a, a lot of specific things in there. Now, that's not the only thing that is part of this program. Uh, the other thing that is out there as incentives is there are some credits for using renewable products. And renewable products are all sorts of things from um, geothermal heating and cooling, solar, electric, wind power, also uh, rechargeable fuel cells. So lots of different stuff is part of these renewables. Here's here's the other rub though. Um, the there are credits out there for these renewables, but they've been decreased uh, over the past few years. Here here's the specific information, just so you know. In 2019, the credit for renewables was 30 percent. In the years 2020 to 2022, they dropped down to 26 percent, and right now, uh, for the year 2023, they're only 22 percent. So if, you, if you're trying to claim tax credits or things like that, if you're really close to getting something installed, you may want to get it done before the calendar flips this year uh, so you can get that extra 4% uh, versus putting it on next year. Now, if you don't need the tax credit or whatever, and maybe you do want to push it off, but you're going to have a lower percentage of credit back from the federal government. So that's that's kind of uh, the only disappointing thing about it for all this talk about this, the, the credits are less. Now, I will say the one thing with these kind of credits back, I mean, still 20%, 22%, whatever, that's a, a pretty significant amount of money, uh, especially when you look at the cost of some of these things like geothermal is twenty-five dollars to $40,000. Um, solar can be $20,000, $30,000 easily, maybe more in a really big house. Uh, you can also include the labor costs in, in that as well, so as part of the credit. Here, here's where it's interesting because a lot of these programs, like if you just straight up went with solar power um, or geothermal, the payback on these things, a lot of them is in the 20-plus year um, category. Now, once you factor in the the federal credits that you can get, uh, that does reduce the payoff, and then it, they make them slightly more viable. 
basically what this means is typically the free market's not going to just put this stuff in um, at the current cost because the payback isn't there. Maybe a little bit more so on commercial buildings because people have those longer, but on residential, um, without the incentives, these pro these products typically don't uh, get widely adopted. So um, these discounts will you know, reduce the amount of time for the payback, but they're still pretty long. And, you know, when the average person lives in a home eight and a half to nine years, a 20-year payback isn't really very appealing. So there you have it. That's um, that's your update on the Focus on Energy program, the Energy Star program, the credits that are out there, and the certification of these homes and the changes that are coming across the pipeline. Hopefully you guys found this super helpful. There's a lot to digest here, a lot to learn about. Um, if that is something you want to do when you build a home, um, you want to mention that, that to your builder right away. Um, there will be some additional cost. With most builders, that's normally not a standard item uh, to have your home certified. There will be some credits, but um, just set your expectations up right away, understanding that the cost of the certification, um, or if the builder does include it, the certification cost is probably built into it. Um, and the credits that you're going to get probably are not um, really uh, more are, are going to exceed the cost of the implementation of that program. So just keep that in mind. But it does give you a wonderful certificate and some information about your home. And uh, that's something that you can use when you sell the home and share that with future buyers and gives you a little peace of mind as to how efficient your home is. And regardless any new home that's built, whether it's certified or not certified, is going to be a lot more efficient than those existing homes. So there is that positive uh, that you know that any new home is going to be pretty airtight and pretty energy efficient compared to something older that you might have had. All right, guys, hopefully you found this super helpful. And I always encourage you at any time, um, if you have a topic or something you want to learn about, um, shoot me an email, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you guys and make sure that we include that information on a future program. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.